Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the 5-0 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show. This show is brought to you by... Bonneville, our producer, Ed, who's here each and every week, and the Silent Witness program. If you want to learn more about Silent Witness, please check out silentwitness.org, or you can call 480-WITNESS. If you have any information about an unsolved felony crime, contact them. If your information leads to an arrest, you're going to get cash. That's 480-WITNESS or silentwitness.org. This is kind of a cool interview. I want to say it's a be-back but you were here in another capacity, and everyone, as soon as they hear your name, they're going to recognize you. Director Donna Rossi, thanks for being here today. It is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I want to walk through your career in journalism, but before we, we do that, because we want to end with what you're doing now, what you want the public to know, but what I always wanted to ask you is, did you know growing up you have a, a history of military, law enforcement, and media? Did any of those occur to you when you were growing up? Did you always know this is what you wanted to do? Absolutely not. <laughs> I ended up um, in my original law enforcement career kind of on a fluke. Uh, ended up in my broadcasting career uh, also kind of on a fluke. And um, now I am back in law enforcement slash communication. Um, that was by design. <laughs> when you say on a fluke on the on the media one – I think a lot of people, myself included, you see you hear someone on the radio, you see someone on TV, you're like, eh, how hard can that be? You just stand there, you talk on camera. You have, well, I'm going to tell a story. So I only really remember the first time I met you was we met at a park. You came way out of the way to create a story. You were unbelievably accommodating. And I had a perception of, oh, no, I've seen her on TV. I think she's going to yell at me. You were gracious. You were humble. You were patient. You introduced yourself to my family. It was one of the the best experiences. It was the first experience I had with you. It was one of my best experiences with the media folks. You were just trying to create a story. There must be so much that goes on behind there, like as you're driving there. Can you walk through what is it about the media that appealed to you and, and how you do that creative stuff? Well, I originally was going to go to law school when I was in college, and I was getting my undergraduate degree in broadcast journalism thinking I would never use it. And the third year of college, I got a job offer at a very small TV station. Uh, actually, it was the smallest in the country at the time. Uh, it no longer exists. But um, I thought, well, hmm, it's kind of fun, these classes. I might as well give it a try. So I went to school and worked full-time uh, and went to school full-time the last three semesters of my college career and fell in love with the business. So that's how I ended up not going to law school uh, and um, becoming a broadcast journalist. Instantly fell in love, by the way? Did you just know this is my lane? No, I didn't, really. Uh, when I started that job uh, at KNAZ in Flagstaff, it was an NBC uh, locally owned station at the time, um, I, I wasn't sure. I thought, well, I'll do this for a little while until I finish my degree and then probably go to law school. But there was something about it. It was... Uh, it was exciting. It was different every day. I loved the investigative aspect of it. And, of course, I had already been a police officer at the time. Right, I was a police officer in my early 20s and was on the Phoenix Police Department for about four and a half years. And so it kind of 
encompassed some of that adrenaline rush that you get as a police officer, the investigative aspect that you have as a police officer. And then both jobs, believe it or not, are trying to make a difference in your community. I think as a journalist, I looked at myself as a public servant. Uh, I had been a public servant as a cop. And as a journalist, I looked at myself as a public servant, uh, uncovering things that needed to be uh, known by the general public, um, taking the time to investigate things that people who were teaching our kids and, you know, uh, staffing our hospitals weren't able to do because they were taking care of their what they were doing. So I, I looked at that job as being a public servant and ended up in broadcast journalism uh, for the next three decades. Were you ever surprised that, so you start on a story, and, I, and I'm guessing because I find you to be incredibly fair. So I don't pretend to think that the end of the story was written, but do you find that you get in a lane, you're walking down a road in the story, and you're like, hey, this is going to take me somewhere can, totally different. And is that alluring? Is that something that you would lean into and now I'm really interested kind of thing? You have to approach a story uh, like a detective would approach a criminal investigation. You can't have any presuppositions. So you take uh, the story where the facts lead you, just like a detective would take a criminal aspect where the facts lead, that's where you go. Do you still get recognized? You're one of the most recognizable local media personality, and you probably find this to be true even outside of Arizona. Do you still get recognized? Because now you're doing a kind of a different thing, but still kind of the same thing. I do. Uh, I'm I'm very humble uh, about um, my 30 years in broadcast journalism. I, I loved every minute of it. It was uh, exciting. Uh, I tried to make a difference. And um, people, they just don't know where they know me from. You know, I'll be in a grocery store line and they'll go, hi. Like, and I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, am I supposed to know them? But maybe they're like, gosh, you look so familiar. And then, you know, it's very awkward to say, well, you know, I was on TV for a long time. Maybe that's where, you know, because it kind of sounds, I don't know, a little conceited when you say, oh, I was on TV. Sure, you know, sure. and, especially and, if that's and I, not where they knew you. Yeah. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, well, you probably know me from TV. I'm a big star, which is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, It's just that I was in everybody's living room for a very long time. So you use the word humble, and here's what's interesting, I, and I'm not trying to embarrass you. So you and I are in some of the same meetings. You're in a higher level meeting more often than not. But the meetings that I see you, it's almost like I can see the gears spinning. Like you know that there's a story, but it's like you're looking past the story to what is the messaging. I've never heard you say, I know this, I do that. You're always looking to tell the story of the people we work with. And so I guess I jumped ahead. You are now the director of communications for the Phoenix Police Department. So you've taken all your life's experience putting them put them into one job and now you're telling stories how in the world did you wind up back at the phoenix police department when i retired from broadcast journalism after 30 years uh, i knew i wanted to do something i took a break for a little while but i wasn't sure what i wanted to do i didn't want to do pr for a large company or anything like that and i knew if i got back into full-time work it would be something with communication and police departments so it was going to you know meld both of my loves together communication and uh, law enforcement and uh, I was uh, approached by a few people at different agencies in the valley uh, who had known me from being on TV and covering stories uh, and I first ended up out at uh, Buckeye they had never had a full-time even PIO. So I went out there uh, with Chief Larry Hall, who's a great guy, and uh, I built a communication department for him from the ground up. And about two and a half years into that, um, Phoenix was going through some changes and some very difficult times. And they asked me to come help them with a few projects just because of my broadcast background. And I did. And then the conversation 
kind of opened up from there. They happened to have an opening, uh, asked me if I would apply, um, and I didn't know if I wanted to work that hard because it is a lot. It's a lot of hours. But um, but I did, and uh, I, I feel very blessed to be in the position that I'm in uh, right now, uh, handling messaging uh, and communication and social media and um, helping the chief uh, with her presentations a lot and just really trying to uh, brand, if you will, the Phoenix Police Department for what it is, one of the best law enforcement agencies in the country. That's my belief. And a lot of people say some jobs you play checkers, some jobs you play chess. I, I watch you. It's, you kind of have to play both. Yes, you're presented with some immediate things, but I always watch and see that you're looking through the messaging. You ask some very direct questions because you're trying to just to get simple answers. I know that because one day I wasn't answering as direct as I, I was trying to protect somebody. Um, they didn't do anything wrong. I just I didn't want to be mean. And you just stepped right up to me and you said, look, I just need to know. I was like, oh, okay. And I appreciate that about you now because when things happen, they happen in real time. They're happening quick. And you're really good at getting to the heart of what do we need people to know? We, we have no secrets. And putting that out there. It, it seems like that's how you're wired. I'm sure. I've asked questions of people for 30 years as a reporter, right? So I want to get to the heart of the matter. And one of the things that is so important to the Phoenix Police Department from the top down, uh, Chief Williams is a big proponent of this, as is her executive staff, is transparency. So in order for uh, me and my team to communicate the messages uh, to the public and to everybody else that needs to know, uh, we have to have transparency internally as well as transparency externally. That That is so important. Uh, transparency is really the foundation for trust in our law enforcement. And, and that has eroded over time, as we all know. And so uh, being transparent, messaging to the community, messaging internally, that's all very important for this community to believe in their police department and to trust that they are going to do what they say they're going to do. And that's answer the calls when, when people call us on their worst day possible. We're talking to Donna Rossi, who's the director of the Public Affairs Bureau of the Phoenix Police Department. I should have asked you this earlier. Somebody out there is driving around. They don't realize the social media presence your folks have. How would they find us? Where would you encourage them to go to learn more about what you and your team are doing? Twitter, Facebook, Nextdoor. It's all at Phoenix Police. That's our handle. Uh, we have uh, a very uh, active uh, Instagram page as well. We do a lot of reels. We have a YouTube channel. We have Nextdoor, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, so we're on all those social media platforms. And we also have a Phoenix Police app. And if you are not privy, if you don't like Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, if you don't know how to work Twitter, if you don't know how to work Facebook, you can go to the app and you can actually just have the app on your phone and you can access our social media channels right through that app without having to have your own uh, profile. So that's really good for folks who don't like all the social media um, apps and are not Twitter savvy, whatnot. So they can go right to the Phoenix Police uh, app and uh, access our social media. The way that we get news, the way we digest news, it's just changed tremendously since you've been in the business. But you've adapted to that. Is social media the most preferred way? Because I, I still prefer a newspaper, and I realize that I'm a guy of yesterday. Um, I don't watch the news in its entirety, but I always have the phone near me. Have you had – was that a hard adaptation, or did you just naturally, as you went through your career, it just it was the way it was? 
I think it was the way it was. And I knew uh, I still had passion for what I was doing. And so in order to survive, you know, you have to change. You know, uh, my my saying in the newsroom, uh, you know, when I was there for 28, 29, and then 30 years was – you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I was an old dog in the newsroom, and, and, and I had to learn new tricks uh, to stay relevant. And uh, it's proven to be um, it's proven to be a, a very positive thing for me. What do you miss about the newsroom? Because that is an incredibly high, fast-paced environment. The people. Yeah. I miss the people and the camaraderie, although I have an incredible team at Phoenix PD. So um, that would be it. Uh, as far as uh, the actual business, 30 years, Jamie, was plenty. But it seems like that 30 years just got you ready for this new challenge. And by challenge, I mean there's a lot of people who will never get to know a Phoenix police officer or a Phoenix police employee, and yet you're able to deliver those stories to everybody to humanize us, to make them know we're just members of the community like they are. So uh, thank you for that because you're, you guys are doing an amazing job. Thank you. I have a wonderful, wonderful team that tells incredible stories, uh, and uh, I I just love uh, the reaction from the community when they see something that our officers have done that we have put out there. You know, everything from, you know, we've seen officers, you know, capture on their body cam them buying a homeless person shoes, and uh, it just really humanizes our officers, and anybody who's come in contact with our officers knows that they are human. 30 years in people's living room, 30 years in the media, and now this. What do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be best known and remembered for? Just making a little bit of a difference in the city where I live and love. Um, and if I if I did that, if I've impacted anybody's life a little bit, um, then that that's, to me, that's success. I've seen the impact you've had on our department. I've seen the impact you've had on our career. I watched you when you were working with the Buckeye Police Department, and we both think the world of Chief Larry Hall. He thinks the world of you. Thank you for what you've done because we could all day, every day, just not tell people who we are, and we would not be better for it. So thank you for the service that you provide for making us as approachable as possible. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Director Donna Rossi of the Phoenix Police Department for being here today. If you want to learn more about the Phoenix Police Department, check out their social media. If you want to learn more about career opportunities, you can call 602-262-6925. Thank you to Bonneville. Thank you to Ed, our producer. And thank you, most importantly, to you, the listening audience. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.